0: You are about to listen to another episode of That Sports Guy's podcast hosted by Craig Forrestal. Find Craig on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy. The That Sports Guys podcast is proudly featured by NFL Draft Diamonds, your draft coverage king. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some football talk.
1: hello and welcome to another episode of that sports guys podcast i am craig forestall you might know me from twitter as at that underscore sports underscore guy and this evening with us is former wisconsin whitewater offensive lineman quinn Miners. quinn what's going on with you
0: um nothing much just kind of you know counting the days down to the draft and just i'm just continuing to to work out and kind of my days have been pretty pretty busy how are you doing
1: I'm pretty good hanging in there down here in Florida. I had a busy day with my son. He had me running around at the park, but Quinn, the last time we spoke over the summer, I was not a good host. I didn't tell you about the one time I was on the campus of Wisconsin Whitewater. So if you'll be a good sport, I got a little bit of story time. for <laughs> you. So, um, I actually went to uh, Carroll college. Well now Carroll university, out in Waukesha for a little bit. Um, I know, you know, that cause of coach Owen Reese. Um, and, uh, I was in a fraternity over there at Carroll, and we went to a sorority formal at Whitewater because one of the sororities at our school also had a chapter at Whitewater. And so we get to the the you know the sorority, we get going, and then all of a sudden, the campus of Whitewater came alive, and I had myself a fabulous time. Wisconsin-Whitewater is one of my favorite colleges in all of America, and I've been to a bunch of them, Quinn. So... Uh, that's my little story about my time at Whitewater. It's just one night, not four years, just one night. So I'll uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, just leave you with that little tidbit. But I need to ask you about that first meal out after the pro day. Culver's was your choice. And it sparked me to get a little and have a cheat day myself. We have one in my area down here in Florida. And my go-to is the Culver's Deluxe Double. And I keep it how they perfected it cheese, pickle, onion, mayo, um, tomato, and lettuce. I swap the fries for cheese curds. I get the ranch. Um, always a Sprite. And then I get a little something for later on, either a root beer float, or I get a, uh, concrete chocolate mixer with the Snickers and Butterfinger. So Quinn, what's your meal when you're there and go ahead and explain to everyone why Culver's is just so much different than a burger place.
0: So the, uh, I've been talking about that uh, that you know after my pro day cheat meal for a long time, so it the my go to every single time I'm at Culver's is a mushroom and Swiss burger, and then yep the go to if you if you see someone with fries they don't know what they're doing because you need to switch them out for the cheese curds and ranch, um, and then I got a uh, a concrete, and it was with it was chocolate ice cream and uh, cookie dough bites. Great. It's a, it was an amazing uh, cheat meal. And, you know, Culver's for me is just like one of those, like you're at home kind of a thing. You know, I was, I was in Texas for such a long time and it was just great to come back and have, kind of have that, that, you know, like that, uh, the nostalgia of like Wisconsin, like the cheese curds are amazing. The ranch was amazing. The, the custard, I was just like, man, like this is just, it's just Wisconsin when you go to a, a Culver's. And I think that's the only way to describe it other than you know, the next best place is then Quick Trip <laughs> because of the Glazers and stuff. But, you know, down in Texas, they spelled Quick Trip with a Q. And I just I could not be bothered to go there and spend
1: my money there. And now any future face of Culver's a little endorsement deal for you, Quinn?
0: We'll see what happens. Um, nothing, nothing yet. But I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn that down. I mean, that would be pretty cool.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And when we first spoke over the summer, you mentioned how you weren't too active on social media. But however, since then the Canada workout videos blown up, there's the clip of you dunking during a workout that's gone viral and you've become a social media darling along the way. What were your thoughts when you found out that that Canada workout video was being shown during the senior bowl?
0: It was, it was honestly distracting. Cause I was trying to, I was so focused on the game and like trying to, you know, win the game you know try to do everything i could to help my my teammates win and then i just constantly see on the big board you know pretty much my entire video is being played on there which was, it was really cool and you know it's just i really don't know how to describe it it's just it's been insane and you know i kind of i was actually just on my youtube channel it's got like twelve thousand views or something and it's just people constantly are watching it commenting on it and it's a it's a good laugh for everybody and that's you know the the main purpose of it was like to show one, what I'm doing, too, to have a kind of a good laugh and have people enjoy it.
1: And like I just mentioned, you've become a social media star, but you've used your platform for a cause that's very near and dear to you. Could you please talk to us about uh, Hugs for Elena and what our audience can do to show their support? <clears throat> so
0: Hugs for Elena, it's um, supporting a, a 14-year-old girl by the name of Elena Shelsta. And the way, um, I know her is that her father, um, was my offensive line coach in high school. So I've had a, a, pretty solid relationship with that family for, for a long time. And I've always wanted to do something to help. So Elena suffers from a rare form of glute one, which, you know, she, um, needs help finding life-saving treatment for that. Um, she's one of the, like, the very few people in the world that has, um, what she has and, is constantly, you know, battling, you know, every single day, you know, every weekend and and stuff like that. So I, I did do a shirt sale that has been closed and, and done with, but um, we do still have the uh, um, go go GoFundMe page open, and through that you can find her the Facebook page, and you can, you know, read more about you know her story and what she's going through because her family does post on that Facebook page of of kind of what she's doing, and you know, it, it means a lot to me to be able to help somebody, you know, from my hometown and. You know, from a coach that really meant a lot to me, and continues to, you know, support me throughout, you know, the entire career of of playing football. So it's it's really cool and the unbelievable support. So you know, the people that have, whether they have bought a shirt, you know, that have, that are listening to this and and have, uh, you know, donated to the GoFundMe, I really appreciate it and, and and thank you guys. And I got something kind of special planned once kind of all the shirts are uh, are kind of uh, distributed before the draft and stuff. So kind of stay tuned for that.
1: Absolutely. A little teaser there. And now we also previously talked about how you had worked on snapping the ball during the off season. And of course, everyone has seen the results based on your performance at the senior bowl. But Quinn, take us through what was your training regimen like at the center position?
0: Yeah, I think when we talked in the summer, I was kind of like telling you how I was kind of starting my journey of trying to play center. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what I was doing was in my backyard, I had a you know, I have a pretty solid size backyard. Um, and I would set up a garbage can and had a little pizza paddle in it. And so the pizza paddle is kind of like that area kind of right above your chest. So that way, if I, I knew it was going to be a good snap if I hit the pizza paddle and it also made it. So if I, if I hit the garbage can at all, it was still a solid snap and I wouldn't have to run as far. So the, uh, you know, I was recording myself with my GoPro and, um, I have tons of videos and, and footage just so I could coach myself and, and watch my own tape of, of snapping. So um, I, I really learned center kind of on my own. And uh, the, uh, the senior bowl was just one of my first opportunity to really kind of show off what I've been doing. And it was, um, I think the film and everything shows for itself, I did pretty good.
1: And another thing we touched on was the possibility of playing in an all-star game. Quinn, take us through it all. When we last spoke, you were unsure if there was even going to be a season for Whitewater. So take us through the decision to declare for the draft and then ultimately how you found out about your senior bowl invite. So in the
0: summer, the, the options that I had were, you know, the, the transfer portal, um, come back to Whitewater or declare. And, and those were the three options. I was really waiting and waiting and waiting. Like, when I first posted on social media that I was officially declaring, I made that decision, like maybe a week and a week before that, <laughs> like I made the decision like a week before that. So like everyone kind of knew the decision, knew it as I was making this decision as well. But the, the information that I had and the, the conversation I had with my family and, and honestly, just the belief in myself, cause I knew how hard I was, I was uh, working every single day. And so the, to go, how I kind of got invited to the senior bowl, cause my goal was to always play in the senior bowl, but, I knew it was gonna be a stretch, not having a season. And then as I was seeing the NFL PA bowl canceled and our uh, East West Shrine game canceled. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to get the, the question answered of level of competition which was the main thing that was held against me from the scouts. So um, I, I went down to uh, MJP and trained with uh, Duke Mannyweather and Rashawn Slater for about three weeks in November because uh, Whitewater went fully virtual at, at that point, so all I needed was my computer and a, and a solid internet connection that I could complete um, that semester. And, and that was really what kind of pushed me um, up through the rankings because nobody really knew um, who I, what was happening because all they could turn on was 2019 film. And people weren't um, particularly pleased with that film in order to get invited to the Senior Bowl. So that workout video I was able to put together with, with Duke and Rashawn really opened Jim Nagy's eyes. And, and I kind of jumped towards the uh, top of the reserve list um which still I wasn't happy with that and you know January rolls around and it's two weeks out from the senior bowl I still haven't gotten an invite and I'm just like kind of lost hope at that point I was like all right well I guess I'm not going and then yeah was, I spoke too soon and then uh Jim Nagy gives me a call I think there was a couple couple injuries or people opted out and so I get a call um and so kind of to go to the backstory. story I get done with my workout at Exos because I'm down in, in Frisco, Texas training for the, the combine stuff. And I got two missed calls and a text message from my agent. And he says, hey, answer that that call that or, you know, call back that person that called you. So I had no idea who it was. I called back the number and it's, hey, Quinn, how are you doing? I was like, I'm doing good. Who am I talking to? He goes, you're talking to Jim Nagy. How would you feel about, you know, putting on that Warhawk helmet one last time and, you know. I just broke down into tears just because, you know, when you, when you work so hard for so long and, and it finally comes together, it, it's a, it's an emotional moment and I definitely, I'm totally fine with, with that and then it was cool to call my dad and the rest of his the rest is history at that point.
1: And by now everyone's heard about your performance at the Senior Bowl, but I want to hear about it from you. What was the adjustment like for you getting back into pads because it had been more or less over a calendar year since the last time you had been playing in a game from your standpoint, did it take you a few snaps to get balanced and adjusted back into, you know, the swing of things. And then also the transition with that level of competition question.
0: So day one, it was really, um, I I just walking through that tunnel. I can remember when I was talking, kind of like having that talk with myself where it was like, just be confident, be yourself and, and do what you've always done. And, that, and that, was, that was kind of the mentality that I took. So yeah, the gut was coming out. I was just, that was being me. And I was just being natural. And, you know, I had to just, I had to learn center on the job and it's just, that's tough. It is what it is. You got to just do it. And so I, I think the first um, couple of snaps were, you know, a little bit ugly, but I, I knew right away, that I was matching up physically very well. Like already, I was like, wow, I'm getting a lot more movement than I thought. Cause I was originally like, I'm going to be fighting for my life every single rep. <laughs> and I really wasn't, I was able to, you know, hold my own very well. And I think that just shows how hard I was, I was working out. And so I think day one was definitely like a lot of rust. You could just see I was kind of falling down a little bit um, and just, you know, cause some just simple kind of mistakes, but I was still able to show some of the, the physicality. And I think day two was when I was like, day two and day three, things were starting to click and I was just moving and going and kind of back in the same groove that I was kind of at Whitewater where it was just kind of latching on to people and then taking them for a ride.
1: And you were having an epic week and then you injured your hand and ultimately the decision was to keep you out of the game. I heard that you were pleading your case to coach Brian Flores to let you play in the game. Is that true and take me through exactly how you played your case to him? hundred
0: mm-hmm, percent, yeah, that's definitely true. So we're doing our Friday walkthrough and I have my hand kind of cast it up. I already know at that point that my um, fourth metacarpal was broken and Coach Flores comes up to me and he goes, hey, he goes, I'm not playing you uh, tomorrow. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I just, you, you did everything you needed to. I don't feel right about it, I, you're not playing. And, I, and then he kind of walked away to, you know finish up the walkthrough. And in my head, I was like, there's got to be something we can do. Like, yeah, I can't play center, but can't we like put a cast on it and I can play guard or something? And so after we got done with our walkthrough, I started talking to the athletic trainer. I had my agent talk to the athletic trainer and I was trying to get, you know, a series or two or or something. And Coach Flores walks out of the room and I stop him. And I was like, I was like, hey, like if we just put a cast on it, like I can get a couple of series in. And so I was, you know, that's kind of was my, my thing. Like, yeah, I can still play. I still got a couple of fingers I can use. He stops and stares at me for like 20, 30 seconds, which kind of felt like an eternity. And he's kind of gave me that blank stare. And he just went no and shook his head. <laughs> and then um, we eventually came to the agreement on uh, getting in on victory. And that was that was really cool to, you know, I did I did get some reps. I was able to kind of barter a little bit, not as much as I wanted, but uh, it was cool to still get those two snaps in out there.
1: And then also the reports are that everyone loves you in Mobile and you became a favorite of fans, TV personnel and other players at the event with you. Talk about your personality, Quinn. What is it about you that makes you such a likable guy?
0: I think a lot of, you know, to kind of go back, you know, day one when, you know, we're all walking through the building or going into practice, uh, you know, I felt like everybody I felt like I was kind of sticking out a little bit, but nobody paid attention to me whatsoever. Like, you know, nobody really knew who I was, nobody, whatever. And then after day one, people kind of started to know who I was, was talking to me a little bit. And I think the, uh, I think the main thing is just like, I'm always kind of a, a positive, you know, always in a positive mental attitude. I'm I'm trying to have a good time, but I'm also a really hard worker. And I think those are two things that um, are kind of the, the big parts of, of my personality is like, you know, I'm always trying to be, you know, having a good time, but I'm also, someone that works really hard and I think a lot of people can respect that so I think I earned a lot of people's respect um throughout the week and then I think people just like the you know it's one thing to have the gut out but it's another thing to have the gut out and also like perform well so I think it was kind of just a, a natural thing that all kind of came together
1: and you recently said on good morning football in an interview while talking to Nate Burleson that leading up to the draft you're focused on your workout routine in transitioning into a fall camp mindset tell us what a fall camp mindset means or looks like to you So fall
0: camp is really when um a team kind of comes together like it's the it's the new year you know there's always it's always a new team every single year so that's when you're really trying to figure out who you are and and fall camp is really going to test you know your your you know your your physical attributes your mental attributes and just how well you can you can handle the whole thing together especially as a rookie and coming from a small school so I know how difficult is it is going to be and that's just you know what I'm preparing to do is just getting ready you know getting my my body ready for you know an NFL fall camp you know it's going to be hot it's going to be everyone's trying to fight for their job you know there's going to be a whole class of rookies free agents the veterans are there and I think that's just a a thing where you have to just try to, you can try to prepare as best as you can, but there's a point where it's how well you can react to things that are also going to happen that you can't prepare for. So getting ready for fall camp is, is, is definitely where I'm at because it's not so much like before senior boat was like, I don't know if I'm going to get drafted at all. Like I'm maybe a free agent and now it's like, okay, I think getting drafted is, is something, you know, that I can humbly say that is going to happen. And now it's like, all right, now i got to figure out how to block some of these elite defensive tackles and then also mesh with another offensive line because I don't know how much that chemistry matters.
1: And now, Quinn, what can you contribute to an NFL team from day one in the position room and also on the field?
0: I think a a big part of it is kind of what I was um, saying with the senior ball stuff, which is why people kind of, I don't know, maybe naturally gravitated towards me or, or were willing to talk to me. And I think they really like playing alongside, um, you know, with me. So it's the it's that that showing up every single day with a positive mental attitude. I think that's that's something that, you know, I don't think you can have enough of that in a locker room. Just the the people that are showing up every single day and with a smile on their face and just ready to work. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, have that, you know, get to or the got to kind of, you know, you get to go out there and practice. You don't got to, you get to. It's really one of those, those mindsets. And I think the, the hard work piece, man, like I don't want anybody to outwork me ever. That's something you can control. And when, when you have something that you can control, you know, your, your effort and your, your attitude, and those are two things that you can control. And I think bringing those two influences um, would help
1: a team a lot. And now the NFL has become a league of schemes, systems, and specialization. Do you feel that you fit a certain scheme or system best? Um,
0: I I really just feel like I can I can do a lot, and I think the it's probably going to be you know a nice zone scheme. I think you know I was able to show a lot of my skills, um, you know, outside zone at center, where I was able to really just get to get to that nose every single time pretty much and get a lot of movement at the point of attack so I think at center that that zone scheme I think would would work really well but I mean I think I can I think I can can mold myself into any type of position
1: and Quinn you had all 32 teams in attendance for your pro day workout take us through that pro day and did you hit all the goals that you set for yourself
0: so that, that that pro day was awesome you know I woke up kind of hoping that it was going to be really good weather, you know, because in a typical year I would go to the Badgers pro day, but they uh, unfortunately told me that I couldn't do that. So I had to set up my own pro day and, and hope for good weather, but I, I definitely accomplished all the goals that I set out. Um, I, I'm not sure if I told, said this on the previous podcast, but I've been chasing that 4940 for a long time and to be able to finally um, put that to rest and be a part of that club forever now is awesome. You know, there was, I, I just hit everything I wanted to. I was, I was a little um, disappointed with the, the, the three cone drill. And that was because we had these massive cones that were way bigger than the ones that I was training on. Like, I think the cones that, that we had at my pro were like a foot and a half, <laughs> like tall. And when you're trying to cut around those cones, I'm, I'm pretty mobile and flexible, so I can really like, kind of use those angles, but I wasn't able to because of, I was hitting the cone. So so little things like that, but I was able to overcome it all and, and have a really good pro day, and I was really happy with it.
1: And now, Quinn, what are your short-term and long-term football goals?
0: <clears throat> um, I would say my short-term goal is to, you know, make a 53 and and compete for a starting job. I think I'm able to, you know, with showing how well I was able to transition into the Reese's Bowl, I know, and I know that it's another – big jump into now playing and you know i'm gonna be playing against 30 year olds (laughs) you know people that have been playing for a long time so i think i think i can make that transition but you know i think it just takes the reps and the um you know learning learning from some of the vets on how to be a professional you know football player uh my long-term goal is you know solidify as a center and I, i think the I'm trying to be the best man like I, I'm I wake up every single day trying, working my hardest just because I want to try to be the best. I think that's a, a good goal, whether it be guard or center or the best person that can be the swing player or the best person and in, in whatever So something I pro bowl and, and those types of things are in the future.
1: And now, Quinn, the last question that we have set up for you tonight. Over the years, we've seen athletes will watch the draft with family friends and do other things to enjoy the moment. How do you plan on watching the draft?
0: So my, my plan is really simple. I'm just going to be in my hometown of, of Hartford, Wisconsin. I'm going to be with my family and, and my girlfriend and you know be with the original people that have you know been with me the, the entire time on this journey. And that's just, uh, that's just how I see fit, you know, and uh, I think it'll be nice to just kind of enjoy that moment altogether. And, um, I think you'll, I think you'll, you'll be seeing me uh, participating virtually. So you'll see the, the reaction.
1: Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that is former Wisconsin whitewater offensive lineman Quinn Miners. He's had an amazing rise to where he is right now on draft boards. And we're coming to hit the end of it all in just a couple of weeks. And we'll see what Quinn will be calling home for his NFL future. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time, that is former Wisconsin Whitewater offensive lineman Quinn Miners. I am Craig Forrestal. Until next time, stay safe and be easy. Hey, everybody. Craig Forrestal. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of That Sports Guy's podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy to catch all the latest updates and podcast episodes. Until next time, stay safe and be easy.